For this bonus episode of the Activist Insight podcast, I, Kieran Paul, will be discussing one of Insightia's most popular modules, Activist Insight Vulnerability, with Yuri Struter, who oversees the editorial content on the module, and Rob Cribb, the module's product manager. Yuri is with me here in our London office. Nice to be here. With Rob joining us by phone. Thanks for having me. So firstly, can you tell us the process behind finding a potential activist target? So we use all the instruments at our disposal to try and correctly identify company vulnerabilities. And, you know, of course, our screening tool is the first step in the process, seeking most vulnerable companies in a particular industry. We could look for underperformers on a total shareholder return basis. Companies have high discontent against directors. This might give an indication of the overall shareholder sentiment and we also look at various valuation metrics you know as undervalued companies relative to peers typically attract activism we look at the indebtedness cash levels leverage for instance too low leverage and too high leverage both make a company vulnerable so ideally, once we've found at least a few strong potential vulnerabilities, we'd start the research process. So this includes going through 10K filings, management, conference calls, and reaching out to analysts. Sometimes we might also talk with activists that have been active you know, in that particular space that the company operates in, or even some shareholders to see what they think. But to, to summarize, you know, for, for every company, the process might differ, especially if there is a particular vulnerability and we want to cover it in more depth. Uh, for example, we recently wrote on a company that we believe is vulnerable because it has dramatically underperformed since it made a large acquisition in 2019. So we spent a lot of time just researching that deal. Put simply then, what makes a company vulnerable? We start with the premise that activists like undervalued and underperforming companies where the potential upside on a risk-adjusted basis is big. Finding out why a company is undervalued and why is it underperforming is one of the most challenging tasks. But once we found out why, then it is much easier to tell what should be done. Companies can be undervalued for a myriad reasons. It might be related to strategy, uh, like management's ability to execute operationally, or it's just a bad strategy that investors don't like or don't think it will lead to value creation. Uh, Sometimes it can be lack of trust in management and the board, and this might be harder to pinpoint. But, you know, sometimes it might have to do with the company's capital allocation framework and its capital structure, you know, if we uh, talk about balance sheet. To illustrate this point, for instance, European companies are perceived to be less leveraged than the U.S. companies, and, you know, this makes them attractive for activists and private equity firms. So obviously we know what the module can do, but how can clients benefit from Activist Insight Vulnerability? I can say that we publish two vulnerability reports per week. 
and another one in our monthly magazine which typically is uh, more detailed the product itself has many other features that allow clients to find potentially vulnerable companies from a large universe of u.s companies but i'll let rob talk more about this what i can say you know is that uh, for companies how can they benefit is that they can see how they rank relative to their peers and the broad market in terms of activism vulnerability if they have some strong governance defenses like a large shareholder or dual class share structures then they probably should not be worried or should be worried less but otherwise you know they could see how they rank and then decide what steps to make to decrease their vulnerability they can hire a specialized advisors that could have a deeper look and make tailored suggestions uh, for advisors uh, in the activism space i think this could be a great tool to find potential clients we've been told by many of our clients how useful activist inside vulnerability is in finding potential prospects for investors and not only activist investors but the overall investment community this could be a good tool to find the next activist target but also a screen for potential investment ideas like an undervalued company uh, i think rob can talk you through the specific functionalities so over to you rob so firstly we have the advanced search this is where you can search for companies that exhibit particular vulnerabilities so for example companies whose shareholder returns be it over the short medium or long term like those of its peers as well as looking for companies with low valuations relative to peers the search can also be tailored by other metrics including margins growth figures ownership and voting data we also have preset proprietary screens so you can search for companies that have high cash on the books high institutional ownership, slow growth or low profitability, among others. You can also tailor the searches by sector or industry if you're only interested in looking at companies from a particular space. You can also search by market cap if you're only looking at particular sized companies. And you can also search by companies' vulnerability classification category. And it doesn't have to be just one filter. It could be a mixture of these filters. And the three categories that we have are lowly vulnerable, moderately vulnerable or highly vulnerable. And the searches that we make for looking for vulnerabilities that are flagged aren't only available relative to peer medians, but also to all company medians or the S&P 500 median. Secondly, we have the comparison matrix. So this will allow the user to make specific comparisons with companies to see how they fare against each other on a wide range of metrics. These, again, can be filtered by peer group, industry or sector, the size of the company, or you can just look at specifically chosen companies. The comparison criteria includes financial data, which covers growth, performance, profitability, and valuation ratios. Governance, voting, and ownership data can also be selected. And this will allow the user to see how different companies fare, not only against their default selected peer groups, but against one another, to see which company is the best performer and which company is the weakest performer on a wide range of metrics. So, for example, you can find out which company has the lowest total shareholder returns or the weakest price to earnings valuation, as well as trying to understand which of the companies may have the highest sentiment of shareholder discontent. And can you just tell us about the company profiles on the module? On the company profiles themselves, you can also find out, first of all, if a company has an activist campaign in play as to whether or not it's viable. And that's defined as having a dedicated activist that has filed a 13D with a 5% plus holding or an ongoing public demand. 
We can also see how a company has fared historically with its percentile ranking to see as to whether or not the company has always been vulnerable. And if it has, why has it been yet to be targeted? Is there further reasons for that? We can also see at the top of a profile the company summary, which details any vulnerabilities, any red flags that may be shown for a company on a wide range of metrics, either against its peer group, the S&P 500 medians, or all company medians. This will allow us to go into a little bit more detail beyond the model to try and find out any anecdotal information that may suggest where a company may be vulnerable. So a company that has high votes against its board members may suggest that the strategy hasn't been properly implemented and we can find out that an activist campaign may include board representation. We also have some ownership information, which shows which institutional investors, the top 10 holders are on the share register, how much they own as a percentage of stock, and how that fares relative to companies and the median institutional ownership in, say, peer groups, S&P 500, or all companies. And the same table is replicated for primary and partial focus activists, so we can try and get an understanding as to whether or not there are any existing activists in the share register that could be cajoled into any campaigns that a new activist would wish to push. And what about the voting sections? In the voting section, we'll be able to see if there's any major red flags, any directors that may have high votes against their re-election. And then if we want to find out more, we can go onto the proxy insight module and try and find out what the rationale is behind shareholders voting against their re-elections. And this can be a good sign for an activist to serve as encouragement for them to become involved in a company where there are high votes against management and they can become involved and say there's a strong argument for change to be made. And finally, we have a small governance section where we can find out a little bit about the number of directors that are on the board, as well as their tenure and the age of the eldest serving member on the board. And we can see how that fares against the comparison groups for the peer group, the S&P 500 and all companies. On the main page, we can view the most vulnerable companies. So if we go into the table, we can see a list of companies which are deemed to be the most vulnerable. And we can filter them by those that either have an activist campaign in play or those that don't. And we can run our searches off of the back of that to see which companies are exhibiting the characteristics which we deem to be significant in predicting the likelihood of primary or partial focus investment over a coming nine-month period. And Rob, could you explain how the Activist Insight Vulnerability Rankings work? What kind of data do we use to rank companies on their vulnerability to activism? Yes, I can. The analysis that we undertook to try and understand what makes a company vulnerable showed that there were four factors, and that includes 12-month total shareholder returns, return on average equity, existing activist ownership, and existing institutional ownership. After the companies are then given a score by the model, they're assigned a percentile ranking, given vulnerability is relative and not absolute, and that's very important. And this covers US-based and US-listed companies. And could we get a sneak peek at future plans for the module? We also plan to remodel the Activist Insight Vulnerability algorithm to see if there are any new statistical determining factors. We are in the midst of expanding the geographical coverage of the product as well, and we plan to go into Canada and UK markets. And of course, what people really want to know is how accurate it is in predicting the next company that is going to be subjected to activist demands. So we rarely see companies that are classified as low vulnerability targeted. So from, you know, the companies that we write on, typically around 20% of them do get targeted by activists in the following nine months. 
But you know, our job has never been to predict activism, but rather to identify uh, vulnerabilities in companies and help them by that way. It often happens that uh, after we're publishing a report on a company listing a specific vulnerability, the company itself goes and fixes it. We've had a few reports recently arguing certain companies were vulnerable to break up activism. And not long after those reports, companies themselves announced the move. And finally, what are the most successful predictions that we've made? I think uh, there are a lot of them, but you know, one of the highest profiles we've predicted are definitely companies like Intel, Amazon Electric, Elanco, Animal Health uh, more recently. We've had a host of smaller companies just recently like Westwood Holdings, Cadorus Valley, Bancorp. And I would argue that one of the great things about our vulnerability reports is that we often write on small situations as well as the big ones. So we're not focusing on the biggest ones only. We often write on 100 million market cap companies. Just adding to what Yuri said, the model should always be used alongside anecdotal data, which includes governance provisions, voting data, and any previous history of activism in the space. This can then enable us to suggest which particular campaigns that a company might be vulnerable to, such as a company which has high cash and low growth, and they may be vulnerable to a campaign of activists pushing for acquisitions. Thank you both for joining me. That's it for today's episode. Remember, if you aren't already a subscriber to Activist Insight Vulnerability, why not get a free trial? Simply visit our website for more information. And if you want to read a vulnerability report for yourself now, you can by clicking the link in the show description. We provided you with a vulnerability report we did on Intel back in November 2019. I'm Kieran Paul, and all that remains for me to do is thank you for listening. See you next time.